You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well, just go over to baconismypodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon? I was kicking the shit out of myself because I agreed to do this podcast on Friday night. What was I thinking? Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon! Bacon is my Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Welcome, everybody. It's Monday. And, uh, well, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. Depends on when you listen to us. But welcome to another episode of Bacon is My Podcast. I'm Mike. He is Jimmy G. And we are joined by a man who, if you watch wrestling now, there's a good chance that he's probably the reason why you watch wrestling right now. He is an icon that does not like to call himself an icon. He is right. a, a humble man. He is a... Uh, a bacon smoking man, and he's a gnome shooter. And uh, he is Mr. Eric Bischoff. Thank you so much for joining us today, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. The, we, I think we just created a new t shirt here the gnome assassin. The gnome Ooh, assassin. I like it. I like Not it. Like, I like lone it. assassin because that sounds like some kind of a you know Mark Wahlberg movie, right? Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the gnome assassin, the gnome assassin. I like it. Or a gnome shark, gnome shark. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for joining us. This is pretty cool for us because, I mean, you know, we we grew up on, on wrestling. Yeah, we're and, huge fans. We're trying not to geek out. We'll do right. our best here to just uh, have a fun conversation. But um, I, think, I think what I really want to ask is, I mean, we talked about it in the seven questions. And I do, I have heard that you ran a butcher shop as well. <laughs> what... What is the cut of meat? Like, what is the cut of meat that you use when you want to wow people? I mean, if if I've only got one shot at it, like someone I know is coming over for dinner and I'm never going to have probably have them over for dinner again, you know, very special occasion or something like that. I'll, I'll go right to beef tenderloin. Okay. I'll do a reverse sear at a beef tenderloin that's been marinated. As long as it's a well-aged, naturally aged, not with some mm-hmm. fucking Adolph's meat tenderizer chemical yeah, bullshit. Yeah. I'm talking about naturally aged for a minimum of 32 days at a humidity of about 48 degrees and a temperature of 36 degrees. Perfect conditions for aging meat. And if I can find meat that's been aged that well under those conditions, that's the one. I'm in. That's, That's a beautiful thing. Uh, what I want to know from from you, based on the uh, the meat talk, is uh, I was wondering if you could explain to me exactly what a, uh, a Minneapolis uh, meat raffle is. I've heard of such things. Uh, I, I know you went to University of uh, Minnesota. Were you? For did, a did you ever see a meat raffle? Were you ever a part of the meat raffle? Yeah, like in any you know major city, there's a lot of prostitution and shit like that, and I I saw. Meat raffles going on down on Hennepin <laughs> Avenue on a regular basis. So, 
Nothing. Every city has one. Yeah. You know, every 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 city has a meat raffle somewhere. <laughs> Just depends on where you look. Right. Just yeah. Depends on where you look. Absolutely. What? Uh, so, first off, you're <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a good one. It was a good one. Um, so now you're getting into terrestrial radio, and it kind of reminds me a lot of you know how you were coming up with the WCW Nitro thing because you want to go live, you want to kind of surprise the audience, that kind of stuff. Was uh, did any of that thought process go behind starting up this terrestrial radio thing, or was it just like, yeah, there's a local station and fuck it, let's just do it. That would be it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've, I've always enjoyed doing radio. No, obviously I've never had my own show or co-hosted a show or anything like that. But over the, you know, three decades I've been involved with the wrestling business, I've done plenty of radio promotional yeah. stuff, you know, as a guest. But I've always enjoyed that because it was so loose and unstructured. And, of course, you have a format. You've got to get commercial breaks and all that. But – the flow of the show, um, live shows, especially, you know, talk format type of shows. Um, I, I love the fluidity of that and the potential that lies within that fluidity. Because, you know, especially if you're taking calls, somebody could come up, you know, make a call and it's just perfect topic. You know, it could be really funny, you know, material. It could be serious material, be very insightful, now, there's always that potential. In our show, we get those calls probably out of five or six calls in an hour. Three or four of them will be really, really good questions mm -hmm. that stimulate a broader conversation. And that spontaneity and, and um, that fluidity, I guess, um, is what really has always attracted me to radio. And to your point, when you know, I'm here in Cody, Wyoming, I've been here for 22 years. People know who I am doesn't matter here. People never gave a shit who I was when I was at the top of my game. And they certainly don't care who I am now that they're used to me. And I am no longer at the top of my game. But, you know, I've got relationships here. And just one day I thought, you know, the podcast is doing really well. And I love doing it. So everybody that I know that's been a big radio star is now moving into podcasts. This podcast yeah. is the new frontier, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, we're already doing pretty well in the podcast area. Why don't we fill some vacancies and plug some holes in terrestrial radio and take advantage of the fact that it's a seller's market right now, producers being sellers, kind of like a radio raffle. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's let, let's let's reverse engineer and see if we can come up with a model that we can grow and build and fill some vacancies because wrestling's hot. There's wrestling fans all over the country, lots of them, and nobody's doing it on terrestrial. And we're pretty good at it, and we've already got a big following. We get about 150,000 downloads a week on, on our podcast, and then we've got YouTube and all the other stuff we do. So why don't we take that and drive it over to terrestrial and see if we can – reverse engineer a new a new model so that's why we're doing it plus it's, really it's, just, cool. it's just fucking fun that's really why we're doing it yeah yeah i mean you, I, you can hear it in the podcast how much fun you have just kind of like you know riffing back and forth conrad's great when it comes to 
getting information out of his his co-hosts and stuff like that. Yeah, so. sometimes he's too great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we won't I, I actually had something here. We're limited with time, but I was gonna say Dave Meltzer and just let you go, but we, no, we well, only you know, have you guys, you guys are fine. I know I told you I wanted to keep this to a half an hour, and I'm going to try to stay as close to that as I can. But I'm having too much fun to cut you guys off. So, Dave Meltzer, um, you know, I feel for him, and I often wonder, you know, he clearly he's got family members. I don't know if he's married or has children. I think he does. And you would think they would love him enough to pull him aside and say, man, you Stop. Like if, if Dave if, if Dave has a son or daughter, I would hope that they would go to him and say, Dad, please, please just stop. I and I often wonder I know in my life, you know, my, my wife, you know, my kids even have come to me from time to time and said, Dad, I think you need to step back just a bit, and sometimes more. So I mean, I'm not you know, I'm, no, but none of us are perfect. We're all flawed people. I am at the head of the line. But gosh, doesn't Dave have anybody that loves him? <laughs> less uh, and less every day, it seems. Uh, punctuation doesn't love him, obviously. Punctuation does not. No, love him. He, it's not that punctuation doesn't love him, for God's sake. <laughs> the English language <laughs> loves him. But he doesn't return the love. <laughs> he butchers it. He abuses it. It's there for you. you know? He has right. a fucking word it's raffle there. every time he puts out one of his newsletters. <laughs> word raffle. Jesus. That, that raffle word again. Yeah. I'm gonna you keep, guys started it. That's his fault. Yeah, you're it's right. my fault. My bad. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I wanted to ask, because I was reading a recent interview that you did, I, I believe. I kind of deep dive stalked you for a little bit here to find stuff to hopefully give you some things to talk about that aren't the typical questions all the time. And I noticed that in a lot of interviews, you talk about how like when you do watch wrestling now, you don't, you don't watch it like a typical fan does, which I totally get. We're musicians. And when I listen to music, I'm hearing, you know, like, oh, listen to that snare sound or listen to how they EQ'd those vocals. And Exactly. I've never had anybody, you know, like in your case, a musician, that's also a wrestling fan. Go, oh yeah, I get that because I do the same. Because it is you, you. You just break everything down, and it's no yeah. longer. Oh, I'm gonna sit back and have a beer and just get a kick out of wrestling. It's oh man, the timing on that drop kick was horrible. I was like, what the fuck? That's not fun. Right, <laughs> right. and I unless you're like, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I imagine like I know for me also for for that specific thing when I'm writing songs, when I'm listening to songs, there's certain things or even editing. Cause I've edited videos, photos, yeah. things like that. You'll have those things that you do really like. And it's like, Oh, I love this filter. Or I love the way that this lighting effect works or, you know, things for songs. Are there things that when you watch, are there, are there common things that you like, I love that camera shot that they do all the time. Or like I could go the rest of my life and never see that camera shot again. It'd be great. Yeah, that's another reason why I don't watch a lot of wrestling because I do see a lot of that camera work where I go, fuck, if I never see that again. <laughs> why do they do that shit? After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we got to take a quick time out. As you can probably tell by now, Jim and I 
we're t-shirt guys and we're always always looking for the most comfortable and best fitting t-shirts possible when it comes to ourselves or our merch sometimes they're soft and they unravel in a few washes sometimes they're durable but they feel like sandpaper on your nipples and it's just not our thing well maybe it's jim's thing but it's definitely not my thing and you know sometimes you clean your shirts and from sweating at work or on stage they just kind of get all funky even after you clean them well fresh clean tees is a solution for all your t-shirt woes with multiple styles and colors they keep you looking so fresh and so clean go to baconismypodcast.com click on the sponsors tab and click on the fresh clean tees link and start looking great and feeling great without spending a fortune again that's baconismypodcast.com click on the sponsors tab then scroll to that fresh clean tees link to start looking comfortable and stylish at affordable prices. Here's my pet peeve. I mean, this one will make me, and I'm not going to like do damage to my own television because that would be stupid. And I'm, right, I'm right. growing out of that. Um, <laughs> would have happened like 20 years ago, but not now. Um, but when I, the minute I see a backstage promo and a camera starts moving around, like the guy that's running the cameras, like fucking shroomed out doesn't know oh fuck that i want to i want to shoot this no back to this no over here fuck <laughs> drives me crazy <laughs> i hate it yeah and the other thing i hate i don't i want to say i hate it but it just it's one of the things that keeps me from kind of getting sucked in to the feeling and, and to the story and the characters the whole vibe is when it's so well lit that it looks like the ice capades I just, yeah, yeah. Eh, give me a little grit. Give right. me something that's just not quite so perfect. Just, yeah, I, I feel like they're trying to make it look like this will look good when we make it into a video game later. You know, right. and it's like, I don't want to see, I, I, I don't need to see uh, that guy at that sharpness. And it's not just that. And this is why I go to the lighting too, more than the camera work. Because if the lighting wasn't so, and you know, part of it is we, we have HD. I mean, everything is in like super yeah, HD yeah. now. I mean, it's ridiculous. If, you, if there's a fly flying around in the fourth row, you can pick it up on TV. Right. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. But this is just my philosophy. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, this is, but it works for me. Just me. I believe that when people watch any live sporting event, but especially wrestling because it's more intimate. Intimate in the sense that you feel like you know the characters. Intimate in the sense that you're invested in the, I was going to say storyline, but, well, you used to be invested into right. the storylines, right? So your expectations are slightly different than seeing who's going to win what game, even though there's story and backstory and all that there too. Not just missing that, but it's different with wrestling. I believe that people watch it on television and they hope consciously or subconsciously, they want to feel like they're there. They're in their living room in their fucking underwear, drinking a beer with their dog. Been there, done that. Usually. Yeah. And, but when, when wrestling is good, you feel like you're there. 
And I think when the product is so pristine, profoundly pristine, I, I don't feel like I'm there. I feel like yeah. I'm watching a movie in a theater. Ah, that makes that's a that makes a really lot of good sense. point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. So that that's and that's but that's just me, folks. That's just yeah. Me. I don't know. Well, you you got to so. have a little bit. Makes, of I haven't thought about it like that, but there's that like when I'm watching a movie. I know I'm watching a movie. I go into it with that idea. They're not presenting it as as like wrestling presents itself to be reality esque, right? right? And and I love that about it. And, and there's an inherent drama and there's an inherent like anything can happen. And, and that's cool. It's not supposed to be feeling like a scripted dramatic show. And uh, and you're you're so right. Like once if it looks like it's a movie, it's going to look like a bad movie because right. the rest of it isn't being presented the same way. Well, and you think about it when you go to a movie theater, especially now, because movie theaters, you know, everybody's gotten smart to. You know, amazing audio. Right, you know, yeah, you can actually yeah. feel it. You can feel, you know, if you're watching an action film and things are blowing up, your seat vibrates and everything yeah, else. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy what they could what they could do now, and and just technology, like everything else, has improved so much over the decades. But you go to a movie now, you know, a good movie in a good theater, and First of all, it's a big screen. By virtue of the size of that screen and where you're sitting in that audience, it's sucking you in. Yeah. Psychologically, just by the sheer overwhelming size of what you're looking at on camera, you automatically feel so much smaller and therefore you're psychologically getting sucked in just from a presentation perspective. Then you add the audio, you know, effects, because that's really what they are now. They're affecting your mood. And that, I mean, mm -hmm. It's not new, but it's just the ability for now music and sound effects and dialogue even. Yeah. Um, the, the the level to which you could hear someone take a deep breath today in a feature film, you couldn't do that 15 years ago. It would be yeah, weird. Right. But now you can almost hear people breathing, just sitting in your in your seat, and hear people on the screen breathing. So everything is different. But you expect that when you go to a movie. That's why you pay $17.50 for a medium-sized bucket of buttered popcorn. <laughs> because you, So you can get that stimulation, right? That's why right. you do it. But when you're sitting at home, you don't have that expectation of seeing that glossy, shiny, perfect shit. You just want to feel like you're somewhere else. You want to live vicariously through the characters and through the people in the audience. That's why the lack of an audience because of COVID has had such a devastating effect on wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, because if been, the audience isn't there, you're not living vicariously through anybody. Yeah. 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 Sucks. You, you can't you can't know things are working or not working based on Twitter later. Yeah. Huh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. And, and that's Don't even get started on Twitter and what you can know and can't know, or worse <laughs> yet, what you can fucking say and can't say. Do yeah. not even get me started because I'll get myself canceled. <laughs> My fathers, I, I do, I do find that that you immediately find out on Twitter what you can't, what they don't like, because nobody likes to say anything nice on Twitter. Well, people, people generally. Are, uh, they like to bitch. They like to bitch <laughs> behind a keyboard. That's, People like that's, to bitch, their, that's yeah. their thing. Um, we we so again, you know, we're musicians and stuff. And I heard you are very into 
fish and like the jam band what kind the of fuck stuff is with that i've had three people tell me that in the last two weeks i don't even know the only fish i'm into is the fish i eat I don't wow even know fish what the fuck fish where did Who this come from it's probably on twitter wow i don't know i i, I yeah i had a, i had some melter it was no, Meltzer's fault. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I had somebody call me from Phoenix, a, a friend, call me from Phoenix and says, hey, bro, I can hook you up with some fish tickets in Phoenix this summer. You want to come down? I'm going, fish tickets? I'd rather go to the meat raffle. Who wants to go? <laughs> so what, what, what kind what of music, music yeah, are you into? What, what, what is your, what you to your go-to days? stuff? It depends what mood I'm Actually, it doesn't depend on what mood I'm in. It depends on what mood I want to be in. Mm-hmm. I use Good music answer. the same the same way, you know, some people use drugs. You know, if if I want to focus and really think, you know, while I'm listening to music, so it's almost ambient in the background, and it's just kind of there, um, believe it or not, I'll listen to classical music. And yeah, I'm not absolutely. a... You know, big classical music, you know, history buff. And I couldn't tell you the stories about people that are in classical music and all that. But I just like it. It mm-hmm. just it puts me into a different state of mind that I can't get into any other way. For sure. I like meditating, I guess. Um, if I get up in the morning and I just want to stomp a fucking mud hole in a day, like I want I just want to crush everything I touch. I'll listen to some heavy Celtic music, Celtic rock. Yeah, that is, um, there's something to be said about Celtic rock. That's like a drums, super man. underrated genre for sure. My my uncle, uh, he was from Ireland, and he totally got me into that stuff. That so some good. of it's some of it's really good. I mean, if you looked at my playlist. I would say I've got probably 200 songs on my playlist, and probably. 35 or 40 of them are just hard Celtic rock. Yeah. And I don't listen to it all the time either. You know, it's just like on that rare occasion where I just need to stomp a mud hole in a day. I just, it's the first thing I do. I drink my coffee, take a little hit of Kratom tea, crank up the playlist and off I go. God help anybody in front of me. <laughs> Uh, you are, you're a big coffee, uh, coffee guy. What is your, what's your go-to brand? What's your type? What, what, what is, what is it that you're drinking? Uh, my wife orders purity coffee. It's an online, uh, I've seen that ads, yeah. it's look, when I tell you we are super organic, we really are. Um, we have to know where our vegetables are coming from. We have to know where our meat's coming from. We only eat wild-caught fish. The majority of the meat I eat is shit I kill and butcher mm-hmm. myself um, or fish that we catch. Now, except for when it comes to sushi and things like that. Right. Obviously, I don't, can't catch that kind of fish. But, um, yeah, we're, we're super healthy people. And I forgot the question. What was it? Uh, coffee. So you, you drink the coffee. Uh, oh yeah, that's where we're going. I'm talking about. I'm talking about sushi. We started off talking about coffee, and I well, got sushi. Sushi is great. Anything, so. Like what the fuck? But you don't drink coffee with sushi. No, you, you drink sake you know. with sushi. That's what you drink with sushi. 
Um, but no, she orders this purity coffee online because she knows where it's coming from, how it's processed, how it's shipped, how it's handled. So, uh, but we like really the darkest roast we can get. Yeah. Strong coffee, put hair on your chest kind of coffee is the coffee. How long have you been, has, has, uh, being like organic and, and paying so much attention to that. Has that been a, some, something that you've always done or is that something that came on later? About 30 years. Okay. Maybe a little longer, maybe, maybe 34 years shortly after, not immediately after our son Garrett was born, but shortly thereafter. And it's become progressively, um, it, it's evolved, you know, in a more, you know, we we're getting more and more and more aware, you know, because people don't realize it. And, and I promise I'm not going to go off on a, too much of a tangent and I'm not going to get political, but you know, this, this is a non-political say because it applies across the board to everybody, you know, COVID is really affecting certain segments of the population, some more than others. Obviously, elderly people, I being one of them, have an immune system that as you age, your immune system naturally ages with you, which means it becomes less effective. That's just life, folks. But when you eat nothing but garbage all fucking day <laughs> and there's no real nutritional value don't believe the label and the bullshit that's on the back of the package. Trust me, that's all lies. And even if it's not a lie, you don't know what it really means anyway to you. But when 90% of the stuff that you buy in most supermarkets across the United States is nothing but fucking garbage and has no nutritional value, and you're eating fast food, which has no nutritional value, right. and you're living on sugar, which is kind of like, I don't know, Arsenic just works a little slower when you're pumping your body full of all that shit over years and years and years. Guess what happens to that immune system that naturally gets less effective. It gets crushed. And I think so. one thing we haven't heard about with COVID, right? Nobody talks about nutrition. Yeah. Right. We're talking to, we're talking to fuck out of vaccines. Well, and it's crazy how nutrition doesn't really get brought up. Ever, uh, ever medically, because there's no money in it, folks. Right? Yeah, you're right. God help us if, I mean, if people really understood what they're not getting when they think they're getting good food, and I'm, I'm look, I've been one of them the largest part of my life. And you know, you go into a restaurant, you think, oh, you know, I'm gonna try to eat healthy, so I'm gonna get some chicken parmesan and some salad and whatever you get or steak, whatever, right? Well, you don't know where that steak came from. You don't know how it was processed. You don't have no idea how many antibiotics were pumped into that thing. Right. You don't know anything about that meat. Yeah. Um, it was corn fed. Guess what? Cows aren't supposed to eat corn. Right. Yeah. That's just, why don't you just feed them a fucking Reese's, Reese's pieces? <laughs> you know, can't, yeah. they, they pump them full of sugar to fatten them up before they send them to market. And they make you think, well, if it's corn fed, that means the meat is more tender. Bullshit. Yeah, right. Not. So there's so much bullshit when it comes to nutrition that um, we've learned more and more and more and more and more and more. And obviously because of COVID, even want to learn as much as we possibly can. So we read a lot. My wife, more than I, she's kind of immersed in this thing, but I end up learning kind of along with her, so to speak. So yeah, I'm into I'm into organic shit. 
God, I told you guys you only had a half an hour. I just spent 20 minutes talking about what I eat. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, guys, I got a quick question for you. Are you dog people? If you know anything about us, you know that here at Bacon is My Podcast, our dogs are our family members, right? Uh, we love to give them a little something extra to look forward to every month, get them excited, and that's why we subscribe to BarkBox. So every single month, Bruce, Bane, and Bruno are treated to two brand-new durable toys, plus like uniquely curated packs of treats. It keeps them excited, keeps them engaged, and uh, you never have to like go out shopping for stuff. So if you have a four-legged furry friend that is your favorite alliteration, we got a special deal for you. Just for being a Bacon Is My Podcast consumer, if you head over to BaconIsMyPodcast.com and scroll to the sponsors, click on the BarkBox link, you'll get an extra toy in your first order from BarkBox. So head over once again, BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the BarkBox link, and spoil your favorite four-legged furry friend today. More alliteration. What's your bacon? Fuck. <laughs> hey man, it's, that's it, all right. You like, know what? It's fine. We're we're foodies too, so yeah, like we it's said, all good. There's we we uh, we kind of do this podcast as a way of like we like to have conversations with people that we find interesting, and uh, anybody can look up a bunch of interviews from you, and they can hear you talk about NWO, Nitro and yeah. WWE, and they can hear you talk about all those things. So how exciting would it be for you to talk about it again? I mean, maybe you, maybe, you know, they can go on your podcast and learn everything there is to know. About That's true. So, yeah. so, you know, we're, we're interested in kind of like getting to know you a little bit and, yeah. uh, and, and hopefully having some fun and you having some fun with us. So um, I'm having a blast. So yeah, um, you can talk 20 minutes on cool. about food. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. what we do. Yeah. Um, cheers. So what we do have to do, well, yeah, let's, let's do the cheers first. Cheers to you. Um, so um, we do have to pay bills. Uh, we have a sponsor called Poddex, and uh, what the have you have you ever played like Cards Against Humanity or anything like that? Nope. Last time yeah. I played Cards was I think I played Texas Hold'em in Las Vegas. It's a good place. I to got my I got my ass kicked, so that was it. <laughs> that's a good place for that to happen too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is basically uh, for podcasters that are just like coming up and starting and trying to come up with ideas to yeah, for interview episodes, questions. interview questions that don't have verbal diarrhea like we do. And um, yeah, so it's, it's like cool icebreakers. So what we like to have is our guest pick uh, from whichever deck that they want. There's a interview deck one, interview deck two. There's a what the heck deck and there's a, a would, would you, you rather, rather deck. Um, so Mr. Bischoff, which deck mm. would you like to pick from? Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? It's a rather popular, uh, popular choice. And Mike is going to shuffle. Uh, we just mentioned Vegas. I live there. I cannot shuffle cards to save my life. I just throw them on the ground. I can. I can bartend the hell out of a. You 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 live in Vegas? I used to live in you Vegas. Uh, we're in New York oh. now. Wow, Vegas yeah. is. Uh, I I don't like. Uh, I don't gamble. Shit about any of that. But there are so many good places to eat in Vegas. Mm. It is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. I loved living there. I love the weather there. I, I actually, I, I'm one of the weirdos that like uh, the desert. I really like the, the heat, the dry, 
I'm a fan. Um, I loved living there. I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would go back in a second. We, we just did an interview with uh, Godfather. Yeah. And, uh, and we were talking a little bit about Vegas because he's out there. And so that was uh, it's fun. I want to go back, but I, yeah. but I can't shuffle. I can't you cannot shuffle, shuffle for shit. And I also can't gamble for shit. And uh, <laughs> so there's also that. But if you go to poddex.com right now, you can get 10% off your order because yeah. you can everything's better. Code. Yeah. Promo code everything's bacon. better with bacon. Use promo code bacon. Uh, I'm going to fan this out. You He's going to scroll his finger. Stop. You Mr. let us know when to stop. Let me know when to stop. Stop. All right. And good, thing put, good thing I put my glasses on before this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So would you rather take cold showers for the rest of your life or never get more than four hours of sleep ever again? Now, do you oh, I, I can. I, I, I can do Say, I could get by a four hours of sleep or less. Yeah, I was gonna say, like you, you seem like a guy that that is active. So you know, sleep when I'm dead type. You know, like what's what's the most? It's a waste of time. Sleep? It's a waste of time. I and honestly, up until about four years ago, I don't think I slept four hours consistently every night for 25 years. Now it's, yeah. that's changed, yeah. you know, um, I've cha I've changed some things in my own life. I exercise more. I spend more time outside. I, I you know, I'm very careful about when I eat. Mm -hmm. I don't eat before, you know, after five o'clock in the evening, usually <clears throat> so that I don't go to bed with a full stomach. Cause that's uncomfortable for me and keeps me awake. So yeah. I'm, I mean, I got my sleep pattern dialed in now and I'm, I'm, you know, six or seven hours a night a week. But if I had to get by on four, I wouldn't be unhappy about it. Yeah, yeah I could definitely do that. I, I could definitely see, like, throughout your career, too, like, you know, the Nitro days and, I mean, your recent stint with WWE, That that's no sleep, basically. Correct? It's like drinking. I, Very I little. Drinking. Yeah. You guys say it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Yeah, <laughs> drinking water from a fire hydrant. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can, I can do without sleep uh, a little bit, like in short spurts. Like I can do four hours of sleep one night or two hours of sleep one night, be fine the next day. But if it consistently goes, I'm dead. Yeah, I Dead's typically don't get more than five, but I'm, I'm again I'm one of those. Yeah, you're, yeah. Hustle's you're real, man. The hustle's yeah, real. man. Of course. So, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna start to kind of wrap this up because because uh, I want to make sure that you can get back to your friends and hang out. Um, Appreciate that. We, so do they. Talk to you all night, but uh, but awesome. So uh, I wanted to kind of actually. Say, I'm going to break this up because I have to tell the truth. I always tell the truth on my podcast. There's two people here that came over tonight that I really don't give a fuck if I ever see again. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed. I don't know why they thought they could come to my house and hang out on a Friday night, but they just showed up. Wow. Which is another reason why I'm letting this podcast go longer than 30 minutes. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to go in and pretend I'm happy they're fucking here, which is going to work for about, I don't know, 20 minutes. That shit will be over. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I got to tell you, that's like uh, with your podcast, because I, I listen to most of the Conrad podcasts and there are definitely people who are more reserved than others, and there's some more reserved for obvious reasons. But you are so willing to say, like, 
I was wrong here. Or, yeah, this is my shortcomings. Like, you don't get that a lot. You don't get that a lot. There's, like, people on podcasts, they don't really, like, show humility. And, man, that's what's, like, most refreshing about yours. You tell the truth. Uh, you don't hold – you don't pull punches. Uh, that's what I love about your podcast is is just – you know, it's it's insightful and it's it's inspiring, just in general as as like a human being doing a podcast. It's like, no, you you can be, fuck up, like yeah. it's it's okay. You know what? I and I've I've learned. You know, I'm learning on the job doing this. This podcast that we're doing with Conrad's about th- almost. I think it's about done about 160 episodes. So we're what? Yeah. a little over three years old. Right. Whatever. But it took me the, it took me close to a year to start getting comfortable. By the end of the second year, I realized that unless I started having fun doing it, it wasn't going to work. Yeah, and I, I knew that going in. Trust me, I knew. In fact, it's one of the things that Conrad and I both talked about before we even launched. Is look, we'll do this as long as it's fun. The minute it's no longer fun, that's you know when we know it's time to stop. But I didn't, I didn't quite know how to make it fun. You know, I'm not a comedian. You know, I'm not, I haven't been trained at any of this stuff. So everything has been trial and error. And for me, I thought, okay, rather than trying to do a podcast a certain way, my goal is to make me have fun. Because I know if I'm having fun, chances are people listening are going to enjoy it. Absolutely. If I'm not having fun, I don't care how smart I am or think I am or I'm not or what, whatever. It doesn't matter. If it's not fun, people feel that. Yeah. So I thought a long time, and it took me a while to figure this out. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to like, fuck it. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. I I don't care. You want to criticize me? As long as you criticize me intelligently. You know, going back to Meltzer, not to you guys, but if somebody's got something negative to say about me, but it's from kind of an intelligent perspective and not just a bitchy troll thing, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that because it makes me think. And I got no problem saying, fuck, you're kind of right about that. Yeah. Because otherwise you don't grow as a human being and it's no fun. Yeah. And so I just focus <laughs> on having fun. And once I started just letting my guard down, which is really what that amounts to and not letting my ego or my pride or which is I guess the same thing. But once I went, fuck it, I'm just going to have fun. All of a sudden things turned around. Not that they were bad before because the podcast came out of the shoot pretty hot mm-hmm. and we, we, we kind of stayed there. Not, not as hot as when we first come out, but, you know, you come out real hot and you get, hey, number one wrestling podcast, you know, for two weeks in a row. Whoa, whoa. And then you start settling back down and you kind of hang somewhere. And then ho- hopefully in the top 10 or top 20, whatever. Actually, I don't really give a shit. What I really give a shit about is how many commercials I have to read every week. <laughs> that I care about. Yeah. Yeah. And, we're, and I know it's a pain in the ass to listen to them, but, you know, that's why we're able to do it. Yeah. And, We've been very successful financially for the last two and a half years. For well, six months, it took a while. That's well, awesome. I, I just want to say that one of the reasons why you're successful is because my balls are so smooth. We'll be right back. 
Okay, so in world of streaming services, where can you find breaking news, live sports, and a mountain of entertainment? Look no further than Paramount Plus. With plans as low as $5.99 per month, you'll gain access to the following. Live news from both national and local CBS networks. Live sports from the NFL, NCAA, PGA, and much, much more. Your favorite MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central shows from past and present. New original content like The Stand or Star Trek Picard or SpongeBob's Camp Coral. Smithsonian Channel shows and documentaries. Movies and much, much more. Go to BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and click on that Paramount Plus link. And open yourself to peak streaming service. That's BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab, then on the Paramount Plus link, and dive into thousands of episodes, live TV, original series, and hit movies right now. Do it. Manscaped. Manscaped. Those Manscaped ads. Manscaped. Blue Chew. (laughs) Come on. Didn't mean to TMI, but yeah. There you go. Hey, it's perfect. But but no, I think if somebody's listening, and I know your sponsor, Poddex, um, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking about starting a podcast, man, you just got to be genuine as can be. Yeah. And if your ego or your pride or your emotions or your significant other doesn't want you to be honest about things, then go do something else yeah. because – you'll spend some time and some money and you'll be working hard at it. And it's probably not going to work because you're, unless you're like really, really funny or you really, really, really know sports. If you're Joe Rogan and you know both good, good for you. You're going to go off and be a star. But if you're like 99.999% of the rest of the people out there and you've got a unique approach at an angle, if you can be real about it and not try to sound real, you'll probably do all right. It's like this, but you guys are doing a great job here. I mean, honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is an honest truth. No offense, because I didn't know you before this, right? Yeah. I was kicking the shit out of myself because I agreed to do this podcast on a Friday night. <laughs> I've been talking to yeah. myself all fucking afternoon. What, what was I thinking? Because I know Friday nights are my night. I'm thinking, God, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just, I'm going to, one Saturday a month is going to, you know, I'll be guests on somebody else's podcast. And then the minute I got on with you guys, I went, oh, fuck that, man. This is fun. <laughs> this is cool. Because well, you we guys are good. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Thank you so much. That means We're learning a lot. as we like, go, too, man. You know? It's yeah. Like, we, and and I, I agree 1,000% with you on, on, on everything you just said. Um, it's like a lesson that we had to learn. Again, correlating it to music, it's the same thing. If you're not, when you're on stage, if you're not having fun, the audience knows you're not having fun. You can't, it's not about, like, how make sure I look cool. You know, like who gives a fuck if we look cool? Like if you, as soon as you're like, okay, this is from the heart. I'm enjoying it. I like this. I'm having fun. I'm not making a song that I think is going to chart. I'm making a song because I want to fucking write this song. And it's, so what was, are you a drummer? Is that where you are? Uh, I'm a singer and a guitar player and he's also a singer guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it the same thing? I mean, especially, you know, if you're a guitar player, you're up in the front, you may be not fronting the band, but you're up in the front. You're obviously, very visible in a band, but like if you're playing the song, you fucking hate the song. You hate yeah. playing the song. Yeah, you got to play the song because it's on a set list. Because for whatever reason, 
and you're just going, fuck, I can't wait till the song's over. Three minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back, but I'm going to do it one more time because I'm going to yeah. get a check. And then yeah. there's those songs that you just really can't wait to play. Now, I'm yeah. not a musician. I've tried. I've tried. I suck. What do you play? I am not. I'm, I don't play shit. <laughs> I play the fucking radio. That's what I do. <laughs> but but I, I but I appreciate it. You know, I especially appreciate guitar players. I just you know, I, I cut my teeth on Jimi Hendrix, nineteen sixty eight, right out of Woodstock. I was thirteen years old. I'm an old fucker. I get it. Don't even have to say it. But that's yeah, but that's the guitar music that sucked me in. Yeah, and yeah. Santana, right on the heels of Jimi Hendrix. Santana, I was in the eighth grade when I first heard my first Santana song. Same thing, and I would have to believe that when you guys feel your song because you connect to it because it's yep. real to you, you're ten times better of a musician than where you're just getting through it. Absolutely, yep. absolutely, and it doesn't it's, matter where you're doing it. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, in a room like this because COVID's there and you can't play in front of a crowd or if you're in front of a thousand people or if you're in front of one, it doesn't matter. That feeling's the same when you're in it, you know, and when you're in it, man, it's the greatest thing. In the and world. that's, and that's actually, it's one of the reasons like, you know, we're, we're original musicians, musicians. So <clears throat> a lot of people ask like, Oh, well you do you do covers and this and that. I can't do covers just for that reason. It, it's not, it's not me. Like I have like occasional stuff, but right, right, right. It's like okay, I can I can throw a cover into a set where it's like, oh man, I love this song. I, I I really it means a lot to me that kind of stuff. So then I can throw myself into a song, but otherwise it's just it's just playing. It's just okay. I'm gonna just do this, and that's which is it. no fun. That's just work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's just working. That's why I, I never got into the uh, the cover band stuff, this, despite the fact that you can actually make money here in Long Island. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that people make money doing that. We never right, do. Guys, my wife is texting me. You got it, man. You got the it. Smoked, Thank you the so smoked, much. The smoked chicken is coming off the grill. Awesome. Well, you enjoy that Certain. smoked chicken. Go eat smoked chicken. Thank you so <laughs> much for joining us. Uh, you can catch him every uh, every Monday, 83 weeks, on all podcasts uh, at E. Bischoff. For the Heat is uh, Thursday or Wednesday? No, it's Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. You can stream it anywhere on the planet at For the Heat, for the number, the word for, fortheheat.com. Excellent. And uh, don't forget, always ask yourself. Every time. What's your bacon? We should do this once a month. You guys are great. It's been the most fun oh, one man. I've done in, for like, for fucking ever, so...